0: Hey everyone, welcome to the first official episode of The Sounds of Shanghai, a musical podcast where I will explore the different musical histories of Shanghai as well as other places in China. I'm Carly, and today we'll be focusing on Chinese opera, specifically Beijing or Peking opera. Now, I know this podcast is called The Sounds of Shanghai, but I thought I would start with a style of Chinese music, uh, Beijing or Peking opera, that's pretty well known. And since I grew up in Beijing and I'm of Chinese heritage, I'm interested in learning a bit more and just sharing more about the music that I've heard growing up in Beijing, and hopefully you guys will find it interesting as well so i'll start with a bit of a background on generally what chinese opera is now chinese opera is a type of arts a type of theater arts that incorporates many different elements such as dance music as well as of course acting to create a unique kind of chinese performance and um, specifically beijing opera throughout this podcast um, beijing and peking offer refer to the same thing but i'll most likely be using beijing opera simply because it's easier for me to say Um, beijing opera uh, actually originated or emerged during the Qing dynasty and during the 20th century uh, beijing opera rose in popularity in china and there were many virtuoso actors such as Mei Lanfang, who i will be talking about later on who toured and performed both nationally within china as well as internationally which i think is really cool because there's a spread of chinese culture that was shown and performed in front of other countries and other people Now, Peking opera specifically combines several elements of performance, including chang, which means singing, nian, dialogue, the way the actors said their lines, da, which refers to martial arts, and zuo, which is, of course, acting. And this blend of music, dance, acting, and even acrobatics is what created a distinct style of performance and storytelling that you can find in Beijing opera. So I'll be focusing even more specifically on an opera called The Hegemon King Bids His Lady Farewell, and this piece was actually created for the Beijing opera virtuoso actor Mei Lan I'll be going a little bit about what the plot entails and some special elements of it that you can find in other Beijing operas as well. So, The Hegemon King Bids His Lady Farewell retells a single scene, one scene in a story called The Thousand Pieces of Gold, and it's a 50-act opera which retells the tragedy of the King of Chu. And the scene in The Hegemon King Bids His Lady Farewell is actually the climactic ending to a battle for the unification of China between the King of Chu and Liu Bang. Um, seeing that the King of China is, or the King of Chu, sorry, is surrounded by Liu Bang's troop and is on the verge of defeat, Concubine Yu uh, commits suicide using the King of Chu's sword. And in fact, Mei Lanfang, who is a male actor, was the signature actor for this concubine uh, character. For the hegemon King bids his lady farewell. And in Peking Opera, or Beijing Opera, it was actually very common for male actors to play in female roles. I guess this kind of um, draws a parallel to, I believe, Shakespeare's plays, uh, where you had a lot of male actors that also played in um, female roles. So in this case, you have the virtuoso actor, Mei Lanfang playing the role of concubine youth. So that's a little bit about the story that's going on in The Hegemon King Bids His Lady Farewell. Um, As you can uh, hopefully see now, the title makes a little bit more sense. It's basically the king of Chu bidding farewell, saying goodbye to his wife, or his concubine, sorry, not his wife. Um, And during this performance, you have a lot of different musical structures and forms that... Are a little bit similar to um, Western forms, and you also have a bit of, ch- of course, Chinese elements thrown in as well. So I'll start with um, talking about an aria that is present. An aria is just a type of song that is sung, it's typically a solo, and an aria in The Hegemon King Bids His Lady Farewell is actually a performance that includes percussion and strings, and of course, the solo voice. Now the percussion and strings used in Peking opera are a bit different from the Western instruments but I'll probably introduce a third episode or a later episode where I'll go over like the different instruments used in Chinese opera as well as just Chinese music in general because I think it's really cool. You have a lot of similarities with instruments that are in India, instruments that are in the Middle East, Japan, Korea and it's really cool to see like how different cultures have their own different instruments. But back to the aria in uh, The Hegemon King bids <laughs> His Lady Farewell. So the song opens with a pretty thin texture, you have a melody that's really bold, really strong and it catches the audience's attention and it's played by the Jinku, which is called a literal, a literal translation would be the Beijing Fiddle and is also played by the arhu, and little literal translation would be a second fiddle. And usually in traditional Chinese music, you don't have a harmony, you don't have an accompaniment or a second part that plays with the melody, you just have this bold melody playing. Now, the melody is actually written on a pentatonic scale, and sorry if this gets a little bit technical, But a pentatonic scale, think penta, pentagon, is basically a scale with five notes. If you have a piano nearby, um, one example of the pentatonic scale would be the black keys on a keyboard. So if you play five of those keys, uh, let's say it's like the grouping of three, which is F sharp, G sharp, and A sharp, and also the grouping of two, which is C-sharp and D-sharp, you'll have a pentatonic scale. So within traditional Chinese music, uh, the pentatonic scale system is mostly used, and later on, the aria becomes more complex. It's not just a simple melody. It becomes more complex because you have um, ornamentations such as trills and glissandos, and it's okay if you don't know what these means. Basically, the melody becomes fancier. It has decorations that are added in. And essentially, what this ornamentation or decorations are trying to do is to have the melody kind of represent the grace of Concubine Yu. And um, essentially, this piece is representative of the beautiful Concubine Yu. She's kind of the main character in this Peking opera. Another special part about um, Beijing opera is that the sound that the singers make, or the timbre, if you want to be technical with musical terms, is very high pitched and nasally. Um, it's this nasally sound is really signature of the Beijing opera singing style. Um, this nasally sound can be seen as something that also represents kind of a longing yearning mood. Um, So a lot of these sounds, a lot of the melodies and the way that a song is structured, similar to songs in like pop music or western music, can be representative or symbolic of different things. And in this case, in the opera, the hegemon king bids his lady farewell, the aria represents essentially concubine you, as I've been saying. Um, another interesting thing about beijing opera is you also have castanets so in the aria i was just talking about, you can also hear castanets um, they kind of add a bit more like texture to the piece as well um, later on you also have another element of beijing opera that i've mentioned you have concubine you doing this intricate dance it's called the sword dance scene and it's pretty climactic it's the peak of the opera and it's the final dance performed by concubine yu in the story so in the scene where she's completing the sword dance she dances to this instrumental and singing accompaniment and is attempting to comfort the king of chu who has been surrounded by enemy troops right so throughout the performance her dancing is sort of highlighting the music, but it's also something that the audience focuses on. You have flashing swords, you have twirls, and it's something complex like that incorporates dancing, the martial arts, and it's also following the flow of the melody. So again, you see this kind of interconnected nature of Beijing opera, where it incorporates the acting, the dancing, the martial arts, and also like the music and as the music becomes more complicated, you also see that the concubine used sword dance becomes more and more intricate as well so again, sort of the interlocking nature of all the elements of Beijing opera Um, within the song and the dance, you have other elements of music, such as changes in the tempo or the speed of the music and as well as sort of the flashing and glinting of swords that you can see during the performance. this shows that concubine yu is defiant, she's resolved, and it also creates a solemn mood, a resolute mood to the scene. So that's a bit more in depth analysis of the hegemon king bids his lady farewell. And actually, this opera specifically was pretty mon- mon- momentous. Sorry. <laughs> um, firstly, in terms of the story, the plot, you kind of have a shift in the focus. You go from the audience goes from focusing on the king of Chu, who is like this old man figure to the single woman, Concubine Yu, it's sort of this modern turn in storytelling, shifting away from this old man figure to the feminine figure or main character. The centerpiece of the opera of course is Concubine Yu, you have her intricate sword dance, you have arias that are representative of her character, and this focus on a single woman was a really fresh and novel idea in 20th century Beijing opera performances. And this results in the rise of other female characters in Chinese theater. And secondly, another um, important reason why performances of the Hegemon King his Lady Farewell were pivotal to Beijing opera was because the introduction of dance, um, specifically the focus on the sword dance, contributed to kind of the reconceptualization of artistic elements of uh, Beijing opera dance was viewed as an element that was more centric to opera performances. Pre- previously, there was more of a focus on the acting, the dialogue, the movements, but movements of the actors, but not necessarily the dancing. So. That's why kind of this character of Lanfang, sorry, this character of Concubine Yu played by Mei Lanfang, was so important to so kind of the trajectory and changes of Beijing opera. So that concludes a bit of my analysis, my thoughts on um, Beijing opera, specifically on the opera, The Hegemon King Bids His Lady Farewell. I think it was really interesting to see kind of how um, elements of Chinese music were shown in the opera, but you also have certain things that are also found in Western culture, like arias, um, you also have music that like accompanies ballets or other dances in Europe, America, etc. So it's really cool to see those parallels, but it's also really interesting just to learn more about kind of the specifics of Chinese performances, like the nasally singing voice, the certain instruments, the arhu and the qing Hu used in Beijing opera. Um, I hope you found this episode interesting. Um, I'm still testing out how this podcast thing works, but um, hopefully next In the next month or so, I will come back with an episode on more information on the instruments used in Chinese music, or perhaps something more Shanghai-specific. But it was really fun recording this, and I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble a little bit as well. All right, I will see you next episode. Bye! Thank you for listening. (laughs)